video is recording. <clears throat> Hopefully. They will both Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And we don't have a plan. We just hit record. Yep. Um, what you working on? I went back to the Scout Trooper and the speeder bike because I had an entire bag, not the six or seven pieces like I thought I did before I went on to my very impatient next set. Nice. Yeah. So it's been sitting up there in a box. Yep. Over that way. And I think I finished up my Shore Trooper model. Uh, Did you? I mean, he's like together and he has a gun and stuff. I didn't put all the stickers on him, but I don't really want to do that. I probably should. Nobody got time for stickers? Yeah. But anyway, so I'm going to start the uh, Aston Martin. That is awesome. The James Bond DB5. And I can't wait. So I, if you're watching the video, check this out. Yeah, it's cool. These are the in instructions. Ironically enough. But it looks like... Um, a uh, classified document with the uh, Division 00 insignia on it and stuff. Super cool. They went full on. Oh, yeah, it even has like a Division Q branch, Section Q, has uh, clearance codes and stuff. They went all out. So it's going to be kind of loud while I get this open because it's super crinkly. So you can be a spy in incognito That's as right. you open your mission. Nobody, nobody will know that I All have a All the people mission. in the coffee shop in Paris look at you. Okay, there's that noise out of the way. There's only a couple of stickers with this set. Uh, it's mainly the uh, the badges for the Aston Martin. And oh, there's a little uh, there's a little computer, a little radar oh, cool. screen for the dash. Yeah, and then some. Multiple license plates. See, oh, because the does, license it flips. It flips. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. In case anybody is listening to this for the first time and you don't have any idea what we're doing, we make uh, Lego kits or models or whatever we feel like doing while we record this. And it's, it's pretty great, right? Yeah, it's like a way to play, uh, which is kind of the purpose of this. Because everybody needs time in their day to play. That is very true. Ooh, I want to read all this. It's like a bunch of pages about James Bond. So that's the expert. That's not even a Lego Ideas. Because the Lego Ideas, their instruction manuals have oh. a lot of extra content in the front. It's really impressive. Huh. And so does that one. I didn't even think about that. I just kind of assumed it was. But or it's the creator. Right. The creator set. But it is an expert. It says expert on it. Yeah, anyway, so... Does that um, make you feel good? We Oh, totally. Because I'm going to do this. Do it well. Blindfolded. Uh, let me do a bag dump. Bag number one is very small. So we're gonna we're gonna do this. Um, yeah. So I went to the Lego store this weekend. I saw, <laughs> and this is gonna be a really good post for for everybody. <laughs> Let me see. This comes out on Tuesday. So for everybody on Monday, I'm going to post a picture on the No Instructions Instagram of what you did and my reaction to what you did. So I can't say it now? Oh, no. You can totally do it because it'll be out before people hear it. Oh, okay. So we went to the Lego store. We had to get some tile in Louisville to uh, went up there to get a, a box of tile. Wait, I opened bag number one, and that's not bag number one. It said bag number one, <laughs> but the pieces that, that it's piece asking for are not in there. Are there two well, bag number well, ones? You're an expert now. We should just know. There's two bag number twos. What? No way. Yeah. 
Wow. Uh, I'm confused. All right, well, I gotta dig for Alt's bag one. There's two number threes. Okay. Weird. I've never seen a set with... Hmm. I guess when you reach creator level, they just start throwing around numbers in yeah. bags. Like, ah, they'll figure it out. Oh, willy-nilly. And even within this, there's two sub bags. Wow. Wow, there's a lot of pieces in that. Okay, so anyway, we went to... <clears throat> had to go up there um, to get some tile. And while we were up there, we figured, well, let's go to the Lego store because we'll get some Christmas gifts for family members and friends and sure. stuff. All of those people who are not you. <laughs> I totally didn't plan to buy myself anything. So we go up there. We're looking around in the store. And I see the Millennium Falcon. In the case, it's been there before. It's gigantic. Oh, but which Millennium Falcon? Because the, there are many. The Uber. I don't the, know. The UCS. Yes. The Ultimate UCS. Collector Series. Yes. And it's huge. Yeah. It's like... I don't know, three feet long, maybe bigger than that. I'm not really sure. Okay. Um, but it's just gigantic. It's like to scale the minifigs. Which is strange because when I saw that it had the minifigs, like I have a Millennium Falcon. Right. And it has minifigs in it. And you would think that that is scale to minifigs. But I, they can't, no. I guess, walk down the hallways. Right. They can sit in the chairs and things that they have in there, like around the chest. Set, yeah. But those things are not to scale to the, the space of the Millennium Falcon. Right. And this one is. That's um, crazy. It is crazy. And so, like, I, I saw it in the case. I'm like, that's cool. I've never seen it in the box, though. And I look down. It's in the box. It's on the shelf. Because the only time I've seen it before in a Lego store, they didn't have it in stock. And they said, I think I've told you this, they, they would get one shipment a month on a Thursday. And um, they would sell out of, I think he said, 24 boxes before lunch. So as soon as they would come in, they would sell out. This is a nine hundred, eight hundred dollar, eight hundred dollar set. And there's how many pieces? Eight thousand pieces. Seventy five hundred. Okay, seventy five hundred pieces. That is awesome. So they had it on the on the shelf, and you know from the front it looks like a big set, mm -hmm. like the normal big boxes, whatever. And so I go to pull it out just to look at it, and I pull a little bit, and it keeps coming. And I pull a little bit more, and it keeps coming. And I pull a little bit more. This thing is almost a cube, not quite. It does look like a gigantic, like a... It is huge. <laughs> like a microwave box. It's like 18 inches deep. Something like that. I didn't measure it, but it's so big. And I, so I got it off the shelf, and it's on the bottom shelf. And I went to, like, lift it up, and the girl walking by that worked there said, it's about 40 pounds, just be careful. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> it's got, like, a two-man lift sticker on it. That's crazy. It's not heavy, but well, I mean... You have to wear a back brace, sir. Yeah. So, anyway, I, like, pull it out, and I'm, like, looking at it, everything. And people are walking by... Man, I wish that's so awesome. Look at that thing. That's so crazy. Oh, I never afford that. That's crazy. $900, you know, $800, whatever. And so I put it back in the shelf. And I'm just like, man, that thing, that's awesome. Because your first text was, I'm thinking about doing this. <laughs> and I, it's just like a picture of the box. I'm like, oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. So I'm walking around. And the kids are all looking at sets. And I'm walking around with them trying to, um, you know, trying to help them pick out their things. In the back of my mind, just Falcon, Falcon. <laughs> it's just there. And I'm like, I work really hard. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for me to, to buy something for myself. Mm -hmm. Maybe not that expensive, but I, you know. And so I'm walking around with Jenny and I said, I'm, 
I'm kind of thinking about buying the Falcon. She goes, I do not give you permission to buy that. <laughs> she was like straight up. I was like, I said, so does that mean you're going to stop me from buying it? Like you don't want me to? And she said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to stop you, but I don't give you permission to buy it. <laughs> and so, you know, we walked around the store for 30 or 40 minutes and we go up and we're checking out and we've got a bunch of other stuff for other people, a bunch of gifts and the kids, um, some of them had money. And so they bought little sets with their money so we go up and we're checking out, and it's the register is right next to where this box is on the shelf. That's convenient. Yeah, you yeah, had to go very imagine far. Imagine that. So it's right there, and she's scanning the things, and I just reached down and picked it up and put it on. <laughs> and I, it was kind of an impulse, but I'd been thinking about it for forty minutes in the store, you know. It's and, more than enough time to mull over proper decisions. Yeah, yeah, I should have not gotten it, but I did anyway, and. I don't really feel bad. I kind of feel bad about it. Why? Because it is a huge amount of money mm-hmm. for something that is, it's it's just indulgence. Yep. That's all it is. It serves no other purpose other mm-hmm. than me just wanting to have the experience of putting it together the end. Are you harming anybody by doing this? No. Are you misallocating that money. Possibly. I think that's the thing that I kind of get to. It's like I'm a steward of what I've been given. Right. And so there's part of me that's like, man, I don't know. That's excessive. It's an excessive use of pure, for for pure pleasure enjoyment, which is not a bad thing. I mean, it's not. No. It could be worse. But I don't know. I don't feel super bad about it. I'm not going to take it back. I hope you I don't. don't. Think. But, uh, but if you, know, you do, I'll, I'll help. Okay. I'll, I'll help relieve that uh, that burden. But I mean, you know, it, it was interesting standing there thinking about it and being in a position where I can do that comfortably and not, not be like, oh man, like I'm spending this month's, you know, electric bill or whatever. That is pretty amazing. And I'm blessed for that feeling. But it was interesting standing there looking at that thing and feeling like, yeah, I mean, that's it's, I could buy that, and it's not going to hurt anything. It's not going to get in the way of anything. But people walking by would be like, man, I, I could never afford that. And then once I did get it, they don't have a bag big enough for it, so you have mm-hmm. to carry it through the mall, <laughs> just like a dope with this giant box. <laughs> look at me! And I don't want to put it on top of my shoulder, because then it looked like I was trying to show it off. So I'm just like carrying this thing, and people were walking by going, oh, look at that, oh, man, oh. Like quite a few people. Did did you get a little proud? No, I was actually a little embarrassed. Really? Yeah. You're, because it hmm. it I mean to spend money in excess is is relative. I totally get that. Like my excess is not the same as somebody else's, which is not the same as somebody else's. And people spend money on stuff all the time that would seem excessive to me. And so I think part of it walking through the mall and people seeing that it was probably excessive to them, and that embarrassed me a little bit. Mm. I'm not saying it should have. I'm not saying that it matters. I don't care what anybody thinks of me, or um, you know, I'm responsible for my own spending and my own making my money and all that stuff. But it was just a little weird because it felt like so. Like if I go to the Apple Store, which is right next to the Lego Store, if I go right. in there and I buy a computer, I don't walk out holding the computer. I walk out holding an Apple bag. That says he bought something in there, but it's a utilitarian thing. It has a purpose. It ha- even if it's just something for enjoyment, it it's it's concealed within like 
You can mask your you vanity. Can kinda, it, it's not vanity. It's it's like you can mask your spending without even thinking about it. But like if you have to walk out of a store holding high in plain sight the thing that you spend a whole bunch of money on, it feels different. Hmm. And I'd never thought about that before because I mean you don't have to do that usually, you know. But even like That's okay, so imagine I go to Best Buy and I walk out right? with a TV, a sixty-inch uh-huh. TV. That's kind of excessive relative to a few years ago when like sixty inches was like oh sixty-inch TV. Yeah. <clears throat> now it's kind of the norm because you can't really get them much smaller than that. But to walk out with something like that, it didn't like I've and I've done that and I don't feel I didn't feel embarrassed by that or anything. Because it was like, this is for the family. This is a thing that we're all going to use and we're mm-hmm. going to enjoy it. So it's not any different. It really, I mean, it's it's still spending on money on something publicly that's not like food. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not worried about it. I'm not upset about it or anything. But it was really interesting to be caught in that position, walking through the mall, holding this thing that people were looking at and be like, I feel like I'm being excessive with my money publicly. Hmm. I don't know. It was kind of, it was different. That's interesting. I'm not sure how to dissect that. I, maybe there's nothing to dissect. It was just a new experience. Well, remember when we were going trick-or-treating and we went by that one guy's house who owns, owns the orthodontist <laughs> place. Yeah. And our friend Chris was like, that's the guy that owns a Ferrari. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's cool. Good for him. He's like, no, I want to see it. I'm like, so go up there. I mean, their door is <laughs> wide open. Out of any day of the year, they're pretty accommodating. I'm like, go up there and ask to see his Ferrari. He's like, no, I can't. And so that would be the the weird expensive excess that you're showing off, but just in a whole different context. Like, this is your geeky nerdy. You're the geeky nerdy king of the mall right now. Right. Not the guy driving the Ferrari around that everybody covets the car. You get a certain amount of people that are coveting your giant Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and I think maybe that's part of it. Like, I, I wouldn't naturally show it off. Any any of my spending, I wouldn't go buy an expensive car and then go drive around the parking lot of the mall so everybody knows I have the expensive car. You know what I mean? But people do that. Oh, so you feel like you're being showy with your money? Because I did. Had, you feel like if someone would approach you that you would have to apologize in some no, way? No, no, for no. It's my like, money. It's I'm responsible for the spending, good or bad, of it. No, I don't feel well, like. Well, I asked that not in a like you know you would have to like seek someone's approval but the house we used to live in in georgia like it was a baller house and mm. we i had a job that we could easily afford it but it was opulent it was big it was huge it was in like the like fancy neighborhood and so when people would come over they were like wow and i'm like yeah you know i mean but we're, we're renting it and i would talk myself down from it and uh, i would right. walk back yeah the justification that i'm allowed to have a thing because I can afford it. I live within my means. I make responsible decisions. But I still felt like I had... I don't buy $800 Lego sets. <laughs> Man, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what was my response to you? You said, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Which was really ironic. It was funny. Because I, in the moment, I was going like, I feel kind of stupid. Anyway, I'm proud I, of you I, because you bought that. And I knew that you had a struggle. Not just because the bag box was huge. <laughs> But why is that? Why did you know that I had a struggle? Because it's the same thing. It's it's exactly what you're talking about. Like you're very humble. You're a proper steward of your money. It is like what we have here on the table, like we can claim as a business expense, which is silly and magical and awesome at the same time. And then to go like, 
yes, I, I want to buy that thing too. I want to have an arcade in my house. I want to have an R2-D2. I want to have a mannequin of a, of a stormtrooper. Like, you're, you're building up the, the hall of, of geekiness, <laughs> and it's awesome. But I still feel like those are individualized, like, decisions. Not like, I need to add more to the thing. I need to add more to oh, the thing. right, right. Like, that's a purposeful build. That So was that, and so was that. But this one is just, I want to build and have, and it's not directed at an end result. And I think for right. you, hmm. you're always focusing on how can this um, justify itself, or how can this be a piece of content, or how can this hmm. thing serve a purpose in some fashion. If it's awesome and it's geeky and it's cool, that's just icing on the cake. Right. But this, you you are walking around the mall with a tub of icing. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting way to put it. And people yeah. know that, like, there's no cake in there whatsoever. Right. That's There's and no I, vegetable in sight. It's pure indulgence. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that, because that is maybe a little different than how I typically act or... I mean, I'll, to be honest, though, if you look at all of the other sets that are in this room, mm-hmm. things that I've spent money on t- for the same purpose, they add up to the same amount of money, probably. True. And <laughs> probably fewer pieces. And I'm sure out of <laughs> all of the cake in your life, cumulatively, you would have eaten that amount of icing. Yeah. Yeah. It Maybe not a big deal, but it just, you know, it was different. Well, kind of weird, but I am excited about building it. But I would have had the exact same. <laughs> you have another There's bag number another one. Another bag number one. You got a lot of one happening yeah. there. But I honestly would have felt the same way. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things, and I get pouty like a kid, and I'm like, no, but, no, but, like, why not? And, like, I should, and I, but then you have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to take care of your people. You've got to take care of your business. You've got to take care of all these things. And to have something that is just indulgence and opulence and uh, just like a, I don't know, what's the other word I'm looking I mean, for? but. It's not vanity is not the word, but. Does that feel a little irresponsible even to have a, th- a thing like that? Well, that's a sliding scale. Because, I mean, someone go, well, like, why would you have more than one guitar? You can't play. You only got the two hands. <laughs> Like, you don't need all that. Fair enough. And so someone now, else's now feel bad about justification <laughs> of need versus <laughs> desire or need and want, people are at different places in their life. And so you can't really, I mean, and this is America, so you can't go up like, well, you can't have that because you don't need it. Like, right. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you are doing well. Your business is running great. I mean, I'm getting paid, so that's a good thing. Like, buy what you want to buy and... If it makes there's no reason you shouldn't be happy. Well, I agree, but I also fully recognize that I don't need that or anything else, you know, in this room to be happy. True. <clears throat> if someone were to give you that as a gift, would you tell them to take it back? Probably. For those very reasons? Yeah. But what if they were like, no, man, like, it's good. What if Forby and I together... Were to pony up, we have to return it now, Forby. But <laughs> yeah, right. we were to come together and go, you know what? We got you this because we know there's something that you would feel uh, some kind of way about buying yourself, 
and it'll take you a year to make. I probably would not accept it. Hmm. Honestly. I mean, I would feel super weird about taking that from anybody because it's just a huge amount of money on something. It's not like I have bills to pay and I somebody gives me money to pay the bills. I mean, I would be really humbled with that as well, but, you know, I don't... I think the gas company should take Lego. I think it should be currency for some people. I wouldn't want to get rid of them, though. I wouldn't either, but, I mean, I'm a bartering kind of man, so if <laughs> someone came up to me and was like, hey, it's a little low this month, how about... You know, a big Lego set. And you're like, <laughs> I would have to think twice about saying no. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't really want to talk about all that. I guess I wasn't aiming for that. But it was just a weird, you know, different kind of experience. Because Is there it, anything else in your life that you've had this uh, conundrum about? Um, I mean, lots of little things. But I do think there's a utility to most things. Right. Even if it's a stretch. There is a utility that you can come up with that I can come up with to justify multiple guitars, for instance. Mm -hmm. Well, they sound different. They do have different purposes in playing music or whatever. Um, you know, when you're playing shows, you need to have a backup in case the string breaks, you know, to stop the show. Like, there are things I could come up with, whether they're valid or not. But this one, there's no... There's no thing... We could turn this into a piece there of content. Th yeah, and there doesn't have to be a thing. And I think mm -hmm. that's part of the what I'm I'm just not used to, you know, is that, like you said, I, I tend to have a reasoning or a, and a goal for stuff like that, and this one doesn't have one. It's just for fun. So it's just new, just different, that's all. What do the kids say? <laughs> oh, you really got that? Can we play with it? Nope. No. Oh. <laughs> but honestly, they didn't even like, they didn't freak out. They didn't, you know, hmm. they expected it. They were like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> that one's for you. <laughs> because they historically have gotten me, you know, Jenny and the kids will all get me a Lego, big Lego set for Father's Day and my birthday and Christmas. That's what I get. It's just a big set, which this is my big set for the year. Yep. Probably for all three of those events this year. That's fine. Totally fine. Now, how are you going to build it? Like, besides the act of putting it together, because, I mean, poor Voltron over there took us, what, like a month and some change? Yeah, I don't know. And so um, this is three? Three Voltron. I'm not really sure. I did think about actually doing segments of it with the kids. Hmm. Um, which is not something I would typically do, but I thought it, it might be kind of fun to take one kid at a time and to do like a little section just mm -hmm. to have like some one-on-one -on -one time with them and then do some of it on here and then, you know, just kind of space it out. Are you going to tackle box it? Are you just going to, like if you were to put it together and then if you were to, are you planning on taking it apart again? I don't know. Because some people will like very meticulously organize it, put it in different kind of parts, bins and tackle boxes. Whoa. So they can keep things all together in case they did want to do it with like a friend or if you wanted to build it individually with them, you could have. So you'd take it back apart into the individual bags? Not into the bags, into storage. Like, oh. like those uh, Harbor Freight little like parts containers with little cups and stuff. Huh. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about that. I feel like if you're going to put it together, you should show it off somewhere. Maybe we should hang it from the ceiling in here or something. Mm -hmm. Re reinforce the ceiling to hold the weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I really honestly haven't even 
gotten that far with it. I could put lights and stuff in it. Ooh. See, there's content. Right? Hmm. Make it controlled by our little Amazon person? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, what else is going on? Um, I got my son a bearded dragon. Saw the video. Yep. Tell everybody how you did it. I thought that was pretty clever. So <laughs> we had to sneak everything. Actually, it really wasn't that difficult to sneak. He was on the computer doing some of his schoolwork. And then he asked me if he could watch like some... Vi he likes watching video game walkthroughs. So he was on the computer with his back turned. And I could pretty much do whatever I wanted to because <laughs> he's so enthralled. And so we snuck in like the glass... What the thing called? Like aquarium? But it's not an aquarium. Is it terrarium? Ter okay, so it's a glass box that the thing's going to live in. Like all the stuff, the lamp, all that. And took it downstairs and set it all up. And then we got it this weekend because the pet store had a coupon. Oh. So it was cheaper this weekend. Ooh, sweet. There you go. Yeah, so she went to the store real quick, got it. Again, like walked right past him, and he was so enthralled in what he was doing, he didn't pay attention. So we put it all downstairs. Got everything hooked up, set him on his little log thing, and I took a video of him, and we fed him some crickets. So he was, like, annihilating these crickets. And my son has been obsessed with getting a bearded dragon for a while. Um, he's wanted a pet of his own. Like, we have a dog, and we have the hedgehog, but those are, I guess, family pets. And so he's wanted something that he can take personal responsibility in. And I, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, so we went ahead and did it. But I took a video of him just, like, of the, the lizard eating a thing. And then I panned around his room, like, with his bed. And Tiff was in the shot. And then I told him to get off the computer. And then we were hanging out. I'm like, oh, hey, my friend has the bearded dragon, too. And he sent me this video of him eating the crickets. He was like, oh, I want to see. He's like, I want a bearded dragon so bad. He's like, I want to see. And so he sat down. And then he saw it pan around to his bed and saw my wife in it. And then he put two and two together and... Had the reaction I've never gotten out of him before. Yeah, it, it was a pretty uncharacteristic. It made me very happy. Good. How's he been with it since he got it? Dude, it is, he is meticulous. It is working out. Hmm. So there's a thing that, I mean, I'm completely oblivious as to lizard care, but I figured you just put them in the heat, give them some crickets, and then they eat it, and then they just exist. But my wife has done a lot of research. He has done a lot of research himself and found out that if you leave the crickets in the terrarium while the lizard's trying to sleep, then the crickets can, like, pick at him. Ooh. And so he took that as the crickets are eating him and can kill him. Oh. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's right. Yeah. But again, I have zero knowledge, so whatever. And so I was watching TV last night, and he comes up. He's like, Dad, he's like, there are two crickets in there. He's like, we need to get them out. I'm like, buddy, I think two crickets, I don't think that's a big deal. I mean, but I don't really know. He's like, no, we have to get them out. And he's, like, legitimately worried. Hmm. So I get down there, and I only find one. And I help him get it out, put it back in a little. Because now he has to care for crickets, too, because they have yep. to be alive. So he's got to care for the lizard and the crickets. So he puts the cricket back in the thing. And I'm like, buddy, I don't know the other one. And he's like, it's inside the log. Because the log is arched, and it has a little branch that comes down, and that branch is hollow. He's like, it's inside the hole. But the hole doesn't sit flush against the floor, so it looks like a little, like, pipe hmm. kind of coming down. Like, okay. it's hollow on the inside, and something could crawl in. He's like, it's inside there. I'm like, well, buddy, if it's inside there, it's not coming out. Which, again, I just want to go back up and finish my <laughs> I show. <don't> know. <laughs> I have no idea if any of this is true. And he's like, no, we have to get it out of there. It's going to attack him. 
My good grief. Killer crickets. So it's like midnight. Dang. And he is super attentive to this thing. So I open up the thing and I try to pull it out with some tweezers and I can't. So I just like jam the tweezers in there and try to crush it and kill it. <laughs> so it will definitely not come out. I'm like, all right, everything's fine. It's dead. Go back to bed. So I went down this morning to go check on him. And he had taken these little canister things he has from some kiwi crate, opened up the terrarium and put the can these little clear canisters at the bottom and like made a little trap oh. and a little cover to that little piece of the log so that it definitely could not get out. Huh. Clever. It was extremely clever. And it was caring. And he took it upon himself to solve a problem, which are things that we have been talking about mm -hmm. a lot lately. And I was wondering, I'm like, I wonder how this is going to go. And I looked at that little silliness. I was like, that is so much attention that you gave to solving that problem and so much caring you gave to that goofy little lizard from the threat of a tiny little cricket hmm. that you put forth that much effort into it by yourself. And I didn't even know it. Interesting. And I was really proud of him right there. Yeah. And That's so I hope that this is kind of the benchmark for what's to come with him. And we made it very clear, like, this is your pet. If you want that thing to live, you have to do these things right. And he's been reading up, and he, he has cared hmm. a lot more than, you know, he normally cares about things. And That's awesome. Yeah, I was very proud of him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, what else that plays into as far as, like, if he transfers some of that to anything else or, you know. It's just lizard-based. <laughs> <laughs> My caring does not go past reptiles. That's right. Sorry, people. Has um, Have the other kids interacted with it, and how does he handle that? Like, it, is he the type that would get possessive about it and not, like, nobody could touch the lizard? Well, he's not even allowed to handle it yet. Like I weird. guess there's some kind of, not really quarantine, but, like, it needs to get used to its thing, and then you can, like, pick it up. Hmm. So he's been counting down the hours until he's allowed to hold it. Oh, wow. And so Isaac and Elizabeth want to go in there. And they're excited about it, too, because it's something new. He's like, okay, come on out. Time to go. And I'm like, why? Why can't they do it? He's like, they need to leave him be. They're up in his business. And, like, Elizabeth's tapping on the glass. And I'm like, buddy, they're excited about it just as you were excited yeah, about it. And so totally. uh, he's, I'm going to say he's being possessive. But, again, I think it's all right because he, he cares about it. And I don't know if he's being selfish or if he's being protective. Yeah. I don't. I can't tell yet. But I'm proud of my little guy. Yeah. And now, your son can be a little bearded dragon <laughs> lizard uh, babysitter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, my son, my oldest, has been asking for one for years because my aunt used to be a teacher and she had one in her classroom, and she would bring it home for you know, vacations and during when school's out and stuff. And so he would always go over there and get to play with it. He's always wanted one. And it's a pretty cool animal and pretty easy to take care of, from what I understand. But it's just like another thing. It's just something else, you know, to make sure is covered when we travel. Another animal. So I don't know if we'll ever... I I'm sure we'll that. do that at some point, too. And but. I went, just dump some crickets in there. And that's where he schooled me on... I guess the violence that the crickets can instill. Hmm. And then I thought, well, I can make a cricket dispenser. Yeah. And I can make a little round, like, slotted little gate 
that a stepper motor could just turn and it'll like rotate a thing to another open section and then that cricket could get out. It's like a little cricket airlock. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll just dispense or just let the crickets free to their demise. But how do you, how would you get the cricket to go in there? How would you know you if would, one was in there? I would have to trap the crickets in the cricket dispenser before we left, set it up in there, <clears throat> and then on a time schedule, it would rotate to like a little door would open. I got it. Or rotate to an open section, and then they could just go out. All right. And die. So you have a separate little cage mm-hmm. or a separate little area where the crickets are, and you have an Arduino controlled um, catapult Ooh. with an IR sensor. Okay. So when a cricket if the time is right and all that type of stuff and a cricket walks within in front of the IR sensor, it just flips it over the wall into the to the thing. <laughs> or the trap door. You could do trap door too. So they don't jump over the wall inadvertently. They do. I had to cut a piece of MDF because we have a 40-gallon tank. Ooh. I guess it's a tank. It's a big one. Well, the pet store had a thing that you can get. It's a dollar a gallon for a tank. So the thing costs us 40 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, he's too small for it. So you have to section it off, which, hmm. again, I don't understand. He'll get, he'll get lonely, get lost. Uh, I, yeah, apparently. Uh, so I had to cut a piece of MDF to, like, wall off his little area. Hmm. But there's a little gap at the top. So some of the crickets are smart, and they'll scale the wall and hop over to the free side where there's just nothingness. <laughs> but they're alive. No man's land. Nothingness. I've I've been thinking uh, about getting a fish tank again. I used to have big tanks. I've had like a 75 gallon, a 55. I had those two at the same time. I had a couple of 33s long at the same time. <clears throat> so I, I've had a bunch of big tanks over the years, and they were all freshwater. I always like planted freshwater tanks, like hmm. tons and tons of plants, with just a couple of fish. I think they're really pretty, but. <sighs> When I started I Like to Make Stuff, I stopped taking care of the tank that I had because I just didn't have time and it wasn't a priority. And then I ended up selling the tank after I shut it down. And, like, it was shut down for a long time, and then I sold the tank. <clears throat> and then, you know, we moved, and that was really good not to have to deal with the tank. But now I'm kind of, like, stabilized a little bit more, you know. I don't, I don't have tons of time, but I have a little bit of time I could put into it in the evenings to take care of it so kind of like to but I also don't know where I would put it so hmm. it's like a I wouldn't get one as big as I've had it before it would probably be smaller than the tank that you have for the bearded dragon I don't know I might one of these days but then again it's just another thing it's another thing I would have to do and take care of and make sure it was fed yep I came to the realization that the pool that we have at our house is my pet yeah I don't need a pet that is about the truth. Yeah. It takes more care than a pet yep. would typically. Like our dog Buckley is cool. Hooray for Buckley. <laughs> Hooray for Buckley. But uh I don't know. I didn't really had pets growing up. We had a dog and I think maybe like a cat. But it wasn't until my wife and I got our dog, our dog Brody, when we got married. And even then, he used to frustrate the crap out of me because he was a puppy and he'd chew up everything and he'd bite everything and he'd pee in the house. I'm like, Grr. yeah, like I'm I'm doing this on purpose. <laughs> you could just be living your life somewhere. I paid money for this. Yeah, yeah. I we didn't have 
dogs or cats growing up. Um, I had a rabbit, and I had fish. I think that was it. But I had the rabbit for a long time, and it was uh, crate trained, hmm. so that it had a crate in our bedroom, in my bedroom. <clears throat> And I left the door open most of the time, and he would go, like, hop around the house and just do whatever, and then he'd come back and poop in his cage, and then hmm. go hop around and hang out. It's pretty awesome. He's real skittish. You know, he didn't, like, play a lot or anything, but he was cute. And rabbits can be scared enough that, like, when you try to snuggle them, they're s- terrified, so they just stay still, so that you, <laughs> <laughs> you can snuggle them. <laughs> But, I'm having a good time. Yeah, this is so much fun. Yeah. Anyway, well, what else is going on? Anything? Oh, I was on another podcast the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. It was Brandon's podcast. Brandon. Brandon, who edits this show and edits Making It. Edits Making It. I said that right. He has a show called The Make or Break Show. Mm-hmm. And it's really great. And he's had a lot of really good people on there. You've yes. been on there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people I know have been on there. I've listened to it a couple times. Um, there's nothing against him. It's just I have a rotation that's hard enough to maintain a podcast that I've already subscribed to. But I, I know of it, and it's always been packed with really awesome people. And he wrote me a message the other day, and he was like, oh, I don't know why I didn't think of it. He's like, do you want to be on the show? I'm like, if you want to have me on there, I'll be on there. be more than happy to. And So it was a really good time. He's really professional. Does a really great job. Uh, but, yeah, I was on that show. Cool. Yeah. Maybe we can link that in the show notes. I should, I suppose. You should, you suppose. This. Well, uh, anything anything else? Um, we, could do, we could do a short one today. We're only like 30 yeah. minutes in, but we don't really have anything. I was thinking we probably should do a short one because, man, this project, this project that we're doing now <laughs> uh, is killer. Yeah. But it's going to be great. It's going to look nice. I hope so. It does. It looks nice right now. Yeah. I just hope when it all comes together, you know, at the end. And then we got to move right into the next one. Well, that's so. not right. But it's cool. Any, uh, any big Christmas plans? Yes. Yes. Well, we're doing Christmas at our house like we normally do. But people may have heard me talk about in various places that I do a, a Jeopardy game for Christmas. And this year I'm switching it up. Switching it up. It's not Jeopardy anymore. Did I tell you the name? No, you said you had a logo done for it. I you did. Didn't see what the name I kind of went all out. I got real excited. And <clears throat> Jeopardy is cool. I love Jeopardy, but it's pretty unilateral. Like you can only you ask questions, and then in my thing, daily doubles were like the the group challenges. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why can't we do more of that? I'm like I can, because this is my game, and I can do what I want. <laughs> And so I tried to take a bunch of different elements from Christmas games, like the white elephant or the Yankee swap thing, like that's in there. You know what I'm saying? Christmas carols, bang, that's in there too. You like drawing pictures? Sure. Charades, Pictionary, all the cool games. Jeopardy, sure, it's in there too. All of them. It's like the cranium of holiday um, gathering games. And it's going to be awesome. Sweet. So what's the name? I don't know if I should tell you. Oh. Or if I should let the logo just wow you. <laughs> Are you happy with the logo? No. Oh. It was on Fiverr, and yeah. it was someone's can thing. And I had oh. I had unlimited revisions, and I think I went through two. I went, you know what? This is fine. <laughs> it's good enough. Whatever. This is silliness, so stop trying. But it's pretty cool. And well, this is not the right stick. Well, now I want to know the name. Oh. 
All right, I'll tell you. You don't have to. I'll tell you. Okay. It's called The Christmas Eve, because it's on Christmas Eve. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. <laughs> the game of games. Nice. I like it. Yep. It better have a really good logo. It's a moderate logo. <laughs> uh, well, cool. I'm looking forward to it. How does this sticker go on here? Yeah, but I'm always really excited about doing that. It's really fun. It's it's the Christmas party that I wish that I had been forced to go to Christmas party. Like, not the kind of ones where I just sit in the corner awkwardly and do nothing. It's like, nope. This is for all those misfit toys who had to sit in the corner and do nothing for the longest time. It's time to get up, and it's time to do fun stuff, and it's time to be silly. It's my Christmas party. I can and do what food. I want. Yeah. There's food that I want to eat. So well, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. where can people find you? And you can find me at the PI Workshop on Instagram or Josh Make Stuff on Twitter. On uh, Twitter. And both of us at I Like to Make Stuff on all the stuff. Yep. And if we don't talk to you, have a wonderful yeah. Christmas and a happy that's, new year. Dude, that's next week. Yeah. That's next Monday. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going to get a van. Oh. The yeah. van that we talked about on here? Yep. That's happening. It's happening. So we're, we got to go get the van. Like soon, right? A couple days? Yeah. Cool. Maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after. I'm not sure. But there's a lot going on. Yeah. We got massive projects here. We got to go get a van. It's going to be Christmas. It's Man. nuts. Yeah, it's bonkers. Yeah. Cool. Have a good Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year if we don't talk to you. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.